Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Let's talk a little hoops with our guy, Keith Smith. You can find his work over at Yahoo Sports. Keith, thanks so much for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. Keith, you watching a little Loki right now? I haven't started season one. How's that going for you? I just finished uh, the fifth episode, so there's only one left. It is absolutely fantastic. I definitely got to start on that. I, I've watched three, and I plan on so uh, I I don't. It's so good, man. It really is. Yeah. But once I watch the next two, Keith, I just moved out here from D.C. from Milwaukee, so my family's not here yet. So I need like actual hobbies. So um, I'm trying to watch like one at a time, man. And I, I rewatched The Sopranos since I've been here and Entourage twice. So I'm, I'm holding <laughs> off on these next two. What Tonight I might just end up diving into both of them. Um, Keith, I'm looking over at BetMGM right now where the Bucks are five and a half point underdogs tomorrow. Do the Bucks have a shot in game two and in this series? Yeah, I think they do. I, I, I don't uh, think they looked very good in game one, of course. But uh, I think there are things that are fixable for Milwaukee. Uh, first is just make some of those shots that they missed around the basket. That's probably the easiest one. They they got inside a lot on Phoenix and missed some shots that I haven't seen them miss all season long. So I think that's part one of fixing things. And then defensively, I think there's two parts. One is don't get so cute. It it sounds good to have PJ Tucker guard Chris Paul, and and then you go with you know other guys on Booker in the wings, but really the matchup the way I think that makes the most sense, put Holiday on Paul, Middleton on Booker, and then kind of do your thing from there. And then if you are going to play in that drop coverage and those kind of things, or if you are going to switch, you just got to tighten it up and do it better. They're certainly capable of that. And I don't want to, you know, overdo it with the Dario Sarch injury for the Sun side, but he's their only big man back mm-hmm. off their bench. They they don't have much behind DeAndre Ayton. So if you can get DeAndre Ayton and foul trouble and get him off the floor or something like that if you're Milwaukee, that'll go a long way towards them being able to even up this series. We were literally just talking about how important Sarge is and 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 we feel like we felt like we were going crazy here like talking about Dario Sarge in the midst of all these storylines in NBA finals. But I think he's an absolute key part to what this team does well, uh, especially in terms of a team that's so deep like they are. I'm mean, also on the Bucks side. We talk about uh, that drop coverage and and my my co-host here Ryan was mentioning, you know, Giannis playing that five position and trying to help maybe stifle um, uh, DeAndre Ayton a little bit. Do you, do you see them playing Mary, uh, going to a different way of playing their defense and having Giannis play down at the five, even with DeAndre Ayton putting a lot of pressure on him defensively, especially with his knee, you know, you know, rehabbing like it is on the fly. Yeah, I think if you feel comfortable that he's up to it, because playing the five in the NBA, it's you know people think it's all a perimeter-based game and that. But if you're going to be the five man, you're going to do a lot of banging because you're going to yeah. be in there against screens. On the other end, you have to set a lot of the screens and those kind of things, and that that you know is asking a lot. But if they feel like Giannis's knee is up to it, he can handle that and a heavy minutes load. I do think we may see them go to him at the five a little bit more because put Bobby Portis at the five didn't really work out for them in this one but I think it's probably more likely in game two they 
stick with it a little bit more and force the Suns to do something different on the minutes when Aiton comes off the floor and see what that looks like. And maybe that's how they create the advantage versus making a huge change themselves. We're talking right now with Keith Smith. You can find him on Twitter, Keith Smith NBA, Quentin Mayo, Ryan Horvat here on BetMGM tonight. And on BetMGM right now, they have uh, a prop right now, finals MVP. It's Chris Paul. It's juiced a little, minus 145. But Keith, if the, if the Suns win this series, Chris Paul's the MVP, right? Like, if he finally gets this ring, can you see anybody else as good as Devin Booker's been and as great as DeAndre Ayton is, especially when he's matched up with with Brooke Lopez? Can you see anybody but Chris Paul winning MVP if the Suns win this championship? Yeah, the only way is if Booker plays out of his mind and they win this and then Paul is just good. Uh, the rest of the way. That, that's the only way if it really is so overwhelming uh, statistically that you have to go with Devin Booker. But if it doesn't get there, then yeah, I think it's going to be Chris Paul because a lot of times these things are narrative based and mm-hmm. that's a pretty good story. Of, you know, he finally got there and, you know, along the way, he also won the MVP. That, that's something I think we could all get behind. Hey, Keith, what's the most surprising thing that you've seen, not just in this NBA Finals championship round, but uh, excuse me, just the finals, but the entire postseason, uh, not named the injuries. Like, we know that's the story so far, the postseason. But anything else surprising that stuck out to you? Uh, the Hawks run. I, I, I thought that they'd get past the Knicks, but I thought that's where it would end. And that was, you know, I, I thought even, you know, with Philly was relatively healthy going into that series against Atlanta, and I thought that they would get it done. And, and the fact that the Hawks made it and then pushed the box. Um, that, that was, you know, with, especially I, I, you said without the injuries, but without Trey Young on the floor, yeah. you know, that, that was, that was, that was big. So I think the Hawks, you know, really every year we see a team in the playoffs kind of do something where like, huh, that's interesting. Is that something to build on going forward? And now for the Hawks, it's about what happens next, because now everybody's coming. So no, no one's going to be caught off guard by them going into next season. And you just mentioned the, the Sixers. Of course, Ben Simmons is the story right now, really underwhelming in this entire postseason. Trading him right now or this offseason, his freaking stock is through the floor. Do you see them moving on from him anytime soon? Or do you think they're going to go into another camp and try to wait it out? Yeah, it's, it's a couple things with that. One, it's tough to bring him back after some of the things that were said. And I know yeah, yeah. it'll be portrayed as it was the heat of the moment and guys were upset. But, I mean, those, those things were said. Someone's mm-hmm. going to have to answer those questions. So you're kind of asking for, you know, potential locker room issues right off the jump if you don't consider it. I also think Daryl Morey is the kind of guy, he's old school. If it makes you better, you're going. It doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter how people think about it. He's going to make that trade. He's not going to get caught up in emotions of things. But that's also why he's not going to make a bad deal. He knows that, yeah, Ben Simmons has a flaw. It's a fatal flaw in the postseason. But to get to the postseason, this guy is the most versatile defender in the NBA, and it's not even particularly close. Uh, He's an elite playmaker, an elite rebounder. And if they are serious that they believe they can get him into, you know, dribbling into those 12 to 15 foot pull-ups at least, then, you know, you got to give it another shot with that because he's just too good in the other facets of the game to simply give up on it. Talking with Keith Smith right now here, BetMGM tonight, Ryan Horvath alongside Quentin Mayo. So the Bucks are in the finals. Uh, a lot of us didn't expect this run, and it really didn't look like they were going to be able to make this run after the first two games against Brooklyn. But then Kyrie gets injured. Harden was never healthy. I love the Bucks, but I still think Brooklyn was the best team in the East this year. So when you look at the Bucks, let's say they fail. Let's say they fall in five or even six to the Suns. They don't take them to seven. 
What does this team do in the offseason? What do they do? Because Bud was on the hot seat, Keith, where it was like, okay, it's Eastern Conference Finals or bust for the Bucks, and Bud's going to be gone. Now they make this run to the finals, and I'm not putting an asterisk next to it, but, you know, they played a beat-up Hawks team because of the Trey Young injury, obviously a beat-up Nets team. So what do they do? You know, do they bring Bud back and maybe look at adding some pieces? Because I don't really know what they could do financially because they're paying so much money with Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and obviously Giannis signing the Supermax. Yeah, they've got, you know, those three guys all at 30 plus million. And that makes it really hard to build out a team around them without getting deep into the luxury tax. And that, that may be what they need to do. And if they feel like, hey, we're that close, maybe they do make a move or two that takes them a little further into the luxury tax and those kind of things. I think it's more likely uh, uh, Mike Woodenholzer, by making the finals, he's going to be back unless they, you know, bow out here in three straight blowouts and they're out in four and it's completely embarrassing. Yeah. But I think he'll be back. And then I think they rebuild around the edges and, and build up their bench some. Uh, they'll, they'll have some tools that they didn't have this past season because the way things came together for them and the Bogdanovich sign and trade falling apart because they jumped the gun on it uh, and, you know, agreed to it all a little too early. So I think what you're going to ultimately see is They'll rebuild their bench as best they can and then get back at it. But the main players are probably going to be mostly the same guys because they're pretty limited in what they can do to really change things up. Keith, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about those Boston Celtics. Already one of the earliest trades or the only trade so far in the offseason, Kemba is gone. What do you imagine happening next for this Celtics team as they try to continue to, to, to build around the talent that they do have on the floor and also with the new coaching staff? Yeah, it's, there, there's a sense out there that people seem to think Brad Stevens is going to, you know, uh, hit home runs with everything. And that's just not going to be the case. It is, you know, to use his own parlance about coaching, sometimes the best thing is to string together a bunch of singles. And I think that's probably what we're looking at now. I think they've probably made their biggest uh, trade that they're going to make. But I do think they're going to do what they can to re-sign Evan Fournier. I think they may move Tristan Thompson. Uh, he's a pretty tradable contract. He's a guy that's still, uh, you know, a lot of people like around the league and are fans of. So I think you'll see them, you know, try and do something there. And then I think after that, what you're looking at with the Celtics, it's again, uh, because they're kind of constrained right now, it's moves around the edges. But what they're going to look to do is keep flexibility as much as they can going into the summer 2022 and maybe the summer 2023, because that's going to be when they're dreaming big about trying to add a third player, a third star to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Keith, final question for you. So uh, nobody expected this run, obviously for the Hawks this year, really. I mean, they're, I think it was like 50, 50 on the Suns. even. I mean, they look so good in the bubble. They went undefeated. They had Chris Paul, but still Chris Paul was really good in OKC. We didn't know what version we were going to get. If when the fine folks at uh, BetMGM release the uh, futures for next year, who's that up-and-coming team that could be you know, next year's Atlanta Hawks or even Phoenix Suns? I know that we don't know what's going to happen in the offseason as far as moves go, but who do you think's a team on the rise? Please say my Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see what happens with Bradley Beal. You know, he, he uh, openly came out and said that there'll be a lot of talk about forming super teams uh, today at Team USA practice. So, so you know, we'll, we'll see if uh, – where he is, I, you know, I might, I'm tempted to cheat a little on this one and say maybe the Warriors. Yeah. Um, and I know that that's cheating some, but I think the Warriors are going to really go all in. I think that they're looking at this and saying, you know what, 
we have one more year that we can really uh, convince Steph, you know, we got to build this thing up. How many more years of MVP level play are we going to get out of him? Hey, uh, what does Clay Thompson look like? But they've got pieces with two pretty good first round draft picks. James Wiseman, who some teams still like as a young player. And then you've got uh, Kelly Oubre as a potential sign and trade yeah. candidate. They could really load up. And we know they've made a little bit of noise of, you know, we don't have much luxury tax. We want to keep paying and all those kind of things. Um, but they are, you know, they so far have blown through any luxury tax barriers that have been put in front of them. So I think you, we could see them uh, really kind of go all in. If we're looking for a team that's completely outside the realm, I think there's a chance two teams teams in the East, the Chicago Bulls. Mm, uh, yeah, there you go, Keith. Quickly. Oh, God. And I think the Toronto Raptors <laughs> could, uh, could get back on top very quickly, especially if they're back in Toronto. I think we're all kind of collectively forgot that the Raptors are the only team that haven't been home in now, you know, going on, you know, a year and a half exactly. or so yeah. by the time next season starts. So, so th- those are two teams I've kind of got an eye on that could uh, turn things around relatively quickly. And it's the bottom of the East, so you only really got to get you know, a little bit better to get kind of in contention there and then go forward from that, like the Hawks did. Absolutely. And you talked about the Golden State Warriors. Literally just brought on Kenny Atkinson as one of their lead assistant coaches for Steve Kerr's staff. Before you get out of here, Keith, I don't, excuse me if I missed this. Finals prediction, how many games, who wins it all? Yeah, so when I was asked uh, earlier, I kind of split the difference um, with this before the series. And I said, uh, if Giannis can play and he's Giannis, then he he the, the Bucks in seven. Wow. If he can't play or if he's playing, and he's not himself. Then I was going to go with Suns in five. Since he's playing, he looks relatively like himself. I'm going to stick with Bucks in seven. But I'll tell you, I don't feel real great about it anymore. Well, yeah, I'm with thanks you. a lot. You got my, you got my co-host going crazy over here now. He's a huge Milwaukee guy. This is going to be unbearable for the next five to seven days. <laughs> yeah, I'm the rare Milwaukee Chicago fan, Keith. Keith, thanks so much, man. You can find this guy's work. He's on Twitter, Keith Smith NBA. Does a tremendous job. Yahoo Sports. He's all over the place covering the NBA. The creator of the bubble, and Keith the, Smith. Yeah, the creator of the bubble.